0: All right, guys, the Jazz get an unexpected win. It helps that Joel Embiid's not playing against the Philadelphia 76ers. Let's talk about it. It's the Hoopsner Show. Okay guys, before we get into it, let's just give a shout out to Price Picks. Make sure if you haven't already, go to pricepicks.com, use promo code HOOPSNERD. You will absolutely have a blast. Go there, use the promo code, it supports the channel and it's free money. You put down 10 bucks, they add 10 bucks to the account. If you do 20, they give you 20 and it's up to $100 and it supports the channel. So if you're if you're one of those that likes to go be- look at the over/unders, pick the over/unders and you're good at that. Go there. Go there. Go and do it. It's NFL. It's NBA. It's baseball. It's a lot of fun. I would uh, I would go do that right now. All right. Also, one other thing we got to talk about. So it's a later show today. I am sorry. This spring or this winter is a little busy for me because my boys team is in comp league. They're in two comp leagues this year. This is them right here. This is Gray. That's my son. Uh, this is their team. The West Davis Wolves, baby. Guess what? Today quick little post game show for the West Davis Wolves they were down 10 with 5 minutes left it was 25 to 15 for my boys team with 5 minutes left and that in in youth basketball that's a lot that's a lot they come back and win the game by one point shout out West Davis Wolves coming back oh baby yes it was awesome Five minutes left, down 10. They come back. They get five stops in a row. They go down, they score. They go down, they score. They knock down their free throws. With two seconds left, they got fouled by the other team uh, inexplicably. And then they go to the free throw and Titus knocks down the second of two and they win the game. Go West Davis Wolves. All right, but this is a jazz show. Let's talk about the Utah Jazz. Uh, This was a game where they should have won because the sixers were without uh without obviously Joel Embiid, they did not have Tobias Harris, so they were obviously at not at full strength. Uh you can see who did not play Robert Covington, all these different players. They still had Tyrese Maxey and he played 42 minutes. They tried to do everything they could to win this game and the Jazz just beat them. And in a lot of in a lot of ways let's see let's get this ad off here. <laughs> and let's bring down uh let's do this. I'm not doing as good these days, guys. I'm getting I'm getting soft, getting weak. Uh let's see. Lost my train of thought. Um they still had Tyrese Maxey and Tyrese Maxey is having an awesome year if you look at what he's doing this season. Uh I haven't been watching it so super closely, but look at this. 25 6 and 6.6 assists, 3. you know, and this is on good efficiency, I believe from what I have heard. Yeah, 45 from the field, 37 from three. That's really solid. Uh, It definitely helps to play next to Joel Embiid, who is playing at an MVP level this year. Absolutely awesome. And so when you're the guy and it's all on you, things are a little more difficult. And even against a Jazz defense that, by the way, has actually played much better the last 12, 15 games, whatever it is. Uh, But, you know, nine for 24, one for eight from three. It's nice to get those open threes, right? It changes the dynamic of a player and a team when you don't have Joel Embiid on the floor. And so they obviously missed Joel Embiid. Uh, Tyrese Maxey obviously missed him because, you know what? When you're not getting the best defender, it's harder. Uh, And Utah, you got to give credit to Utah. They slowed down Tyrese Maxey in a big-time way. The the Utah Jazz defense, the first half of the games that they've played so far, the first, you know, 12, 15, I think they're close to how many games have they played so far this year? They have played, let's see, Utah's played just under 40. You know, those first 20 games, the defense for Utah was not as good. These last 20, it has gotten better. They have gotten more comfortable doing what they do, whether it's the zone, whether it's box and one, whether it's man to man. And then I'm sure there's other intricacies they're doing that we don't quite see just from, you know, through the TV screen. But uh, the Jazz have just gotten better defensively. And it shows tonight in a night where they needed to slow Tyrese Maxey down. Because if Tyrese Maxey has a big night tonight, this game might have been a little different. This was closer than the score tells you. You know, the Jazz kind of pulled away at the end. Which, honestly, pretty impressive. This was the... Uh the back end of a back to back on the road they get destroyed by Boston and so a lot of these guys didn't play all that much the game before. They play in this one. You got to give them credit. They sh- they're probably tired. Uh they play the next game for the Jazz is not going to be as easy. I believe it's on Monday. Oh, come on. Uh let's see. Let's look at the schedule here. Um January 7th. January 8th, so the Jazz will play the Milwaukee Bucks, and that's going to be at 6 o'clock Eastern. That's going to be a tough game. That's going to be third game in four nights, so this was a pretty big win for the Jazz because, like we said, the Jazz are going—this four-game stretch for the Jazz, especially this three-game road trip, was brutal. Boston, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, and then they end it with Denver. I mean, that is the toughest four-game stretch, literally, you could create, and so— the Jazz get one of them, which is awesome. To get one win out of this stretch, that's huge, you know, to convey the pick. And then let's just see. Where does this leave the Jazz? I didn't even look. Uh, this leaves the Jazz at 11. So this gains a, game, a half a game on the Brooklyn Nets. Look at that. 7-3 in their last 10 still. Uh, the Lakers are plummeting. Look at this. The Jazz are only a half game behind the Lakers. They are only a single game now behind the Golden State Warriors. I guess all of uh all of Draymond Green's mental illness has been cured in three weeks. That's a miracle. <laughs> but he'll be back soon. But you know what? I don't know if they're better with Draymond Green because they weren't doing much better beforehand. And he can't shoot, so you don't have to guard him. And the Jazz might be able to turn things around on Golden State. And it's not like Joel Embiid has had the most culture-improving presence. You know, him and his knuckle sandwiches on whoever's in front of him, punching, choking, body slamming. I mean, he's a WWE superstar now. It's just what, what what's his finisher? Is he going to go with the choke, the chokehold? Is he going to go with the pile driver? Is he going to go with the, 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 the jump kick to the face? I don't know. I guess we'll find out when Draymond Green returns in his WWE return, the, the Draymond Green. He'll come out and he will punch you in the nose, baby. Draymond Green. <laughs> I don't even know what this show is tonight. But, anyways, we shall see what Draymond Green brings in his return to the WWE ring off the top ropes. What will he do? Let's just hope he doesn't injure one of these jazz players, okay? Can you just not injure one of my players, Draymond? Can you just punch one of your own guys again instead of one of the jazz players? I, you know. Please don't choke anyone. (laughs) By the way, and this is off topic. This (laughs) if you haven't seen the SNL sketch they did when Draymond Green was on SNL, it was an actor playing (laughs) Draymond Green. And they're like, well, you keep congratulating yourself that that you didn't choke him for too long. And Draymond's like, yeah, well, I was trying to kill him. I don't know. If you guys have seen it, I can't share the clip. Go look up SNL Draymond Green. It is worth your time. It is very good. Uh, Anyways, let's talk about the Jazz. That was a long intro, right? Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Uh, Anyways, uh, the Jazz go with their standard starting unit, and it went really well. When they don't have a dominant center, look what happens. John Collins had a monster night. 19 points, 90% from the field. He was just getting whatever he wanted. And look at this. He Let's see. I, I swear he took a three and knocked. Oh, that's right. They took it away. It was a two-pointer. Anyways, this should be one for one. I'm going to count it as him hitting a three. Anyways, the shot was falling for John Collins, and he looks a little more confident lately. And it's kind of interesting because he's been in tra- in trade rumors, and he has been pl- having just the greatest attitude he is. Treating this team like a true leader, and I think the Jazz really are trying to trade him. From every rumor we hear, they all mention it. They are trying very hard to get a trade done because you know what they want to see Taylor Hendricks play. Taylor Hendricks has shown that he's ready to start playing, but you know, it's hard to get Taylor Hendricks on the floor when you've got John Collins and Kelly Olinick on the floor, so that's very tough uh if the jazz can find a partner that wants John Collins for even like what they gave got from Atlanta, if the jazz can get like a a really weak first round pick i bet the I bet you they'd take it because he has a pretty big contract with at least one year more on it um and it's pretty big so i think uh i think anyways the moral of the, what I'm trying to say here let's keep focused james. Is John Collins has had an incredible leadership. He's shown incredible character and poise. To be in trade rumors has not got to be fun. I I mean, if you guys were at work and you were hearing trade rumors, like I work at a credit union. I work at You First Credit Union actually. And if I was sitting at my desk and I just see a, a tweet go across the board, Matt. CEO of U First Credit Union looking at trades, possibly for James Hansen to Mountain America or America First, you'd be like, what the heck? (laughs) You know, and I'm sure that's the feeling that he has. Obviously, it's different, but it would be hard not to be frustrated. And all he's done has played well, been a great leader. And I just want to say that I'm just really impressed by John Collins' character. Really good dude, it seems like. Uh, Simone Fontecchio is such a nice player. I know he's not, there are nights where you just like, man, he can't seem to quite hit a shot when his shot gets more consistency. He just turns into quite the player, uh, tonight three for nine from the field, one for six from three, but you know what he's worth having on the floor. Look, he's a plus six because he defends. He's big and he does more than just shoot the ball Er, at the very beginning of this year, last season, you're worth at least a late first round. Thank you. Thank you, J.C. to uh, D.W. to C.B. back in the day. But anyways, thank you. I would hope I would at least get uh, heavily protected first. (laughs) Anyways, I would like to see Simone Fontecchio get a little more consistency. Sometimes, in fact, I'm just curious. Let's just go. Because he really is one of the best stories of this season. But I would just like, that's the next step. When, uh, if you want to become a good player and become a great player, it's consistency. That's really, and that's for every leap. You know, if you're a great player and you want to become an all-star or an all-NBA, consistency. How consistently can you improve your scoring and then keep it there? Not have these nights where it's like 24 tonight, the next game, eight. You know, can you be consistently getting that 20-point benchmark, you know? Uh, And I'm not saying I expect that from Fontecchio, but what I would hope from Fontecchio is more consistent shooting. Can we at least get closer to 40% every game? Because if you look at this last five games, by the way, shout out to basketball reference. This last five games thing is really nice. Uh, But actually, you know what? He's shutting me up. Well, look at this one for five, one for two. And then tonight he goes one for six. Can we please do what we're doing here where it's two for five, three for four, three for eight just more consistently knocking it down. That would be amazing. Milo Pond, welcome to rookie, my man. Welcome to the channel, Milo. Everyone give a shout out to Milo, a rookie with potential, baby. Lots of potential. So anyways, that's just one thing I'd like to see from Fontecchio. Can he at least make two a game? In fact, that's the that's the goal. Not takes, makes. As the great Jerry Sloan once says... I don't want shot takers. I want shot. I don't want shooters. I want makers, right? Anyone can be a shooter. Anyone can be a shooter. I could be in the NBA and be a shooter. What you want is makers. We need makers. And I think for Simone Fontecchio to get to the next level as a player, two a game. Make two a game on average. In fact, what is he? Uh, Let's go look at his thing today three points look at that he's 1.2 per game he's actually oh 1.9 so he's almost there so he's kind of shutting me up Simone's going through the screen saying hey i'm making these shots all right was that bad i'm sorry i shouldn't have done that but anyways <laughs> he's 1.9 can he be like 2.1 and make two per game on average can you do that all right simone come on moto bene make it happen okay uh, Lauri Markkinen had a monster night. Absolutely monster. 12 for 19, 5 for 9 from 3. Look at this. 55, 63, 55, 80. That is some monster stuff. 33 points, 13 rebounds. One of the things I really like about Markkinen that I don't think gets a lot of credit, that he deserves a little more. I mean, he gets a lot of credit from Jazz fans, but I don't think the national media realizes how good of a rebounder he is. He is in like the top 10 top 15 percent of rebounders at his position at his position he's one of the best in the nba but just as pure rebounder overall fantastic rebounder he when the ball is in his vicinity he is typically getting it and uh in fact what is he rebounds per game this year 8.4 here's let's just do goals for this season can you get that to nine lowry i know you can can you get that to nine it's hard when you're going up against big time guys and also Markin's usually on the floor with two other you know pretty big guys i mean whether it's uh john collins he's usually on the floor with walker kessler uh kelly O'Linick. it's hard to get 10 rebounds a game when you've got three really good rebounders on the floor but i would be it would be nice because this is not that uncommon for Markinen to get these kind of big rebound nights you know and four offensive rebounds that's one thing i noticed this game i loved this game for Markinen. Markinen was go- marketing came into this one and said we're winning this game And you can see it right here. Offensive rebounds, to me, in a lot of ways, are hustle stats. Like, they're like, I give a crap stats. They're, I want to win this game stats, if that makes sense. They're, I'm going to... Bust through this wall and I'm getting this rebound and I'm putting it back in. And that's how you go 12 for 19 is these four offensive rebounds. And you go rewatch this game. By the way, shout out Jazz Plus. The replay is awesome and it is up when they said it would. I don't know if it was quite there beginning of the year. It is now and it's awesome. I completely, I love Jazz Plus. I am getting Jazz Plus next year. I got this hat from Jazz Plus. I like it. Anyways, awesome night from Larry Markkinen, 12 for 19, and some of that is from this. This is like give a S uh, stats right there. Block shot, only one turnover, Uh, and you know what? He only got one assessed, but that's because he's the finisher. So big time night from Larry Markkinen. Colin Sexton, we've got to give credit to Colin Sexton. I don't know if he's going to get traded or not. I know that there have been rumors that he's on the trade block, but I think the Jazz might want to keep him long term. He has changed his game and mentality, and he is deferring to other players, and what it's doing is it is keeping him on the floor. You know, he was getting, when earlier in the season, he was getting 10 to 15 minutes a night because he was just playing such selfish basketball, and he has changed his game. He is moving the ball around. Look at this. 10 assists for Colin Sexton. That is monster stuff, and that is a credit to his humility, to be quite honest, to say, I don't have to be the guy. I can learn to play the best. And it really changed that day that that Will Hardy said, if you want to play, you need to pass the ball and you need to uh, to play hard and pass the ball and you need to give a, a bleep about the Utah Jazz. And he has done all three. It was never a question about how hard he plays, honestly. Uh, let's see the jazz plus hat is almost as good as a hoops nerd hat absolutely by the way the hoops nerd store is up there's like a t-shirt there i don't know what happened with that i'll have to go figure that out but anyways i just am really impressed with colin sexton's willingness to change and evolve as a player it just shows his character that he is willing to to trust his coach and look at this nine for 14 from the field he's passing the ball more and guess what he's getting more shots and better ones because he is trusting his teammates his teammates are now trusting him and in all honesty as someone who's watching the game and you know there's times in a game where you're like man I'd really like them to just give this guy the ball so he can go score a bucket colin sexton's kind of that guy like when colin sexton gets the ball with an edge on his defender I'm pretty happy about it cuz he goes and he scores look at that 9 for 14 uh 10 assists this right here here is monster he is absolutely playing within the offense he is not the He does not have the best vision of every play. If you looked at all the players on the Jazz, he probably doesn't have the best vision. That probably goes to Keontae. But he is learning how to make the moves within the offense. He understands the offense, and he trusts it. And he is moving the ball within it, and it's absolutely paying off. And, you know, he may not be the long-term starter, but he's certainly earned it. And I think the Jazz would be more than happy to just keep Colin Sexton on this team and have him be the sixth man of the year next year. I think he absolutely could be that. Why not? Because he can come in, and the way Will Hardy does his rotations, you know, it's the it's not necessarily who starts, it's who finishes. And Will Hardy absolutely does that. If someone's playing great, he plays them. I mean, look, Jordan Clarkson, I mean, he got some extended run tonight but he was not shooting it very well but he did go eight for nine from the field and six assists so uh but anyways i just i can't praise colin sexton enough he has changed everything about his game and what he does and who he is and it's awesome to see he is now an additive player instead of a negative player you know it was empty calories to start the season you know they were not they were not points that helped you in the game they were empty calorie points Now, these are absolutely winning points, if that makes sense, because they are the shots within the offense that you want to be taken. You are finding the best shots, because look at this, that's at least 20 points created on top of the 22, you know, it's awesome. And not even all assists are created equal. There are assists where you're just hunting an assist, you know, they're the Rajon Rondo assists sometimes, where you're just kind of moving around until they finally come and two guys come out and then you dump it off to the big and he just lays it in so you know sometimes that's fine but overall if you are getting these within the offense and making the right reads and making the right play these are what you want awesome to see big time shout out to colin sexton uh chris dunn uh not a lot from chris dunn but he was a plus eight you got to like the defense um he does get what is this five rebounds and an assist Uh two blocks and a steal. So this is a pretty typical Chris Dunn night. He only took one shot. And I think Chris Dunn is the reason John Collins is actually starting at center. Uh and I you know what? It's working. For everyone who complains about it and you know, wanting Walker Kessler to start, who me also, by the way, would like that. It's working. John Collins had a monster night tonight. You know, he just hasn't had a lot of these nights, but man, when he has the good nights, you've got to appreciate it. And I think he's John Collins is starting at center because Chris Dunn is not a knockdown three point shooter. And it's working. You know, the Jazz are seven and three in their last 10. So it's it. You know, I know the Jazz aren't going to win the championship this year, but they very well might make the playoffs. My mom and dad are here visiting. We watched the game together tonight on the replay. How cool is that, by the way, for my mom and dad to come to see Gray play? They have a nice big comeback win. Pretty cool. Anyways, Chris Dunn, uh, I I love Chris Dunn. I think his mentality is one that you want on this team for the next 5, 10 years, honestly. Chris Dunn could be on this team as long as he wants because he is a great locker room guy, great leadership, great character. It's just the type of guy you want on this team, like mentoring your rookies, honest, like fantastic and plus he's starting for the jazz and doing a good job you know on a championship team he's not starting he may not even be in the rotation on a championship team but on this jazz team it's great and he's doing a great job and you just got to appreciate it uh walker kessler only played 19 minutes tonight but that's okay it's a back to back to back if you don't need to play him too much don't uh luckily the jazz i mean marketing played 35 minutes he wanted this you could just tell uh, but Kessler plays just under 20 minutes but in those 20 minutes he was solid 10 points four rebounds it's been the weirdest season ever for Walker Kessler but it's nice to see him play solid tonight so uh Jordan Clarkson we mentioned it the shooting wasn't quite there tonight he missed every single three he took it looks like uh but he played pretty decent I I think Jordan Clarkson's gonna get traded here at some point I think to tomorrow it's actually Jordan Clarkson I think it's the eighth I think Monday is when he's but he's officially able to be traded. So, I guess if this is if you're watching this tomorrow, happy Jordan Clarkson could possibly get traded Eve. I know I don't I don't know if everyone celebrates that holiday. Uh most people don't, but it is something that's happening. And the reason I mention it is because I just think it's the thing we've talked about. The Jazz are a little bit of a weird in-between here where they're trying to win some games but they'd like to develop their players. They can't really develop Keontae George at this point until they trade Jordan Clarkson. And Jordan Clarkson right now in this last stretch has helped them win games, so that's great. But the Jazz at some point need to move him so that so that Keontae George can develop and play. Because if you watch the game, watch how much Keontae George just kind of has to defer to to to, to uh, Jordan Clarkson, and it's a little weird. I think that's a little bit of Keontae George just like showing respect and stuff like that. But I would just like Keontae George to get that ball and be able to run the pick and roll and just run the show, at least with the second unit, because I think it's a more effective thing for the Jazz to have happen. Not only will it help him develop, but I think they'll actually be a little better. Uh, Jordan Clarkson has has really picked things up the last week or two, but. We also know that there are times where Jordan Clarkson has just really bad nights. They lost the game against the Pelicans not too long ago. If Jordan Clarkson just moves the ball a little bit more. So I think at some point they're going to have to to move Jordan Clarkson, but uh JC to triple double. Keontae did some learning tonight against Max defense Maxie. Yeah. I honestly Maxie only shoots in this game uh eight. Let's see. Thirty-seven percent. So the Jazz guards did a great job. And that includes Keontae George guarding him. So great job. Uh Ochayabaji, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded too. I don't know. I doubt it. I think the Jazz would much rather keep him because the more athletes that can shoot the ball, the better. And Ochayabaji is one of those guys that you just you just would like I'd rather take a chance on keeping Ochiabaji than than just bringing in another younger player because I do think that he can turn things around. The shooting's not there. They mentioned on the show he's like one for his last 13 in the last five games. The sh- for whatever reason, the shooting stroke is not there, but he'll get that back. We know he can shoot the corner three. I just wish he was a little more consistent. It's the same thing with Simone Fontecchio it's consistency. You want to become a good NBA rotation player, then you need to be consistently good. It's not that complicated. Are you consistently knocking down your shots? Are you consistently making the right reads? Are you consistently defending well? Are you consistently not making bad fouls, like not fouling three-point shooters and things like that? You know, there's, it's been a little rough the last week or two, and I know they're playing good teams, but this is where you learn. Can you do this against good teams and actually show you belong on the floor against good teams? You know, it's been a mixed bag recently. I would like it to be better. And I do believe in it, but you know what? Ochai is not as young as you'd think. Ochai is, oh, I guess he's 23. So there's plenty of time. Um, but he is no 19-year-old rookie. He is a four-year college player. This is his second season in the NBA. Kind of needs to figure it out sooner than later. Right? Because the Jazz, we've talked about the picks a lot. It's my favorite thing to talk about, to be honest. You know, next year they're bringing in three first-round picks. This draft no but the next draft yes unless they trade one of them i honestly i hope not and i you know you can kind of look at the the grand scheme of things with this jazz team i think they want to make those picks you know the more shots you have at a superstar the more you want to take the jazz aren't getting a superstar in free agency they're just not you're getting it in the draft that's how the jazz do it and you're not no one's trading their superstar to you either so you got to get as many Shots at the lottery ticket until you win one of them. And Ochai's got to be careful because, you know what, next year if they, let, let's say the Jazz get real lucky and they hit, that's just more players on the roster you got to compete with. You've got to show it now, baby. Show it now. Do it now. Start hitting those shots. Get in the gym. Hit. Put up shots after the game. Are you going into warmups? Are you spending that extra hour putting up your thousand threes a day? Are you doing it? Come on. Get it in. Get it done. Do it. Do you need to do 2,000 threes a day? Come on, man. Come on, Ochai. I'm, I believe in you. You can do this. You got to do it. Uh, Kelly Olynyk. I'm going to make a video tomorrow, I think, in the afternoon. Um, I'm going to talk about it. I just. I think the Jazz are probably going to trade Kelly Olynyk as well, just for the fact that they need Taylor Hendricks on the floor. They do. They do. You need Taylor Hendricks on the floor because, in all honesty, I think Taylor Hendricks helps you win games. His defense is big time and i think it's going to be really fun after trade deadline to watch keante george and taylor Hendricks play a lot of minutes with that bench it's going to be a lot of fun it's going to be interesting i mean there's i mean of all the players that might be traded uh everyone we've heard from rumors here's everyone we've heard in rumors Lowry markinen is has also been someone that the jazz they jazz have said he's not untouchable so he's not untouchable does he mean he's probably gonna be traded i think he's gonna be on the jazz after trade deadline but I tell you what, there are a lot of rumblings. I was talking to Michael. Um, he has friends over that write for OKC, and they made a good point. I think OKC is gonna go hard after Larry Markinen. They said six first round picks is what they might throw at the Jazz. Like, and they have good picks. They have like it's not like it's not like you know when you want a really nice sandwich and your dad says, Well, we'll go get hoagies from from winco <laughs> we can get some lunch meat some great value lunch meat you know and that's what i sa- that that's the sandwich well the type of sandwich that like the oklahoma city thunder have uh they have what's it called jersey mike's Jer- john if you've never been to jersey mike's do yourself a favor go to jersey mike's get it mike's way even just the standard turkey provolone with the mike's way oh my gosh dude the salt and pepper, the the vinegar, the the tomatoes. Get that mayo on top. They also have a cherry relish. Oh my gosh. Those are the type of picks that the Oklahoma City Thunder have. And one, one thing that those writers there at OKC mentioned through the blogosphere that we are a part of, you know, the multiverse of bloggers and YouTubers, is they mentioned that when it was Kevin Durant And Russell Westbrook and James Harden, and they had that window, they fumbled the ball. They fumbled the ball. Oklahoma City should have won a title. They should have signed James Harden to long-term money. They should have made some moves to get some more ancillary guys, shooters, to surround them. They chose the wrong guy. Uh, Forgot his name. He was the center that could shoot the ball. I forgot his name. Anyways, uh, if you can remember, let me know in the comments. I can't remember. They fumbled the ball. Now they went through a long, hard rebuild to get where they're at now. They're at the top of the Western Conference. They're as much a contender as anyone else out there. And they have all these picks. They have all these picks. And they're the Jersey Mike's picks. They ain't the great value, you know, Walmart Deli picks. These are the good stuff. You know, these are Jersey Mike's picks. And they might throw five or six at the Jazz, big-time ones. Because you know who would fit perfectly with that team? Lauer Markkanen, And they might win a title with that. And if you, like, do you care about having all your picks? If you, if you know you can win a championship and the cost is five picks, are you not going to try and do that? I think Danny Ainge knows it. And you know what? This Jazz team, you know, it was a nice win tonight, but they were able to win this game because they didn't have Joel Embiid. They didn't have Tobias Harris. It's just something to remember. When they played Boston, they're at, like, full strength, and they got shellacked, you know? Tonight, they play nicely, and they get a nice win, but you know what? They're not quite, quite there. And now, if OKC doesn't give you the Jersey Mike's picks, if he doesn't give you that Jersey Mike's sandwich, then you're not trading him next year, you just rest Larry Markin a lot, you know, and you try to get your pick as maximized as you can. And you develop Keontae George, you develop Taylor Hendricks and you start playing Bryce Sensaba. you know, we'll see next year is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be another development year. It, I just, you know, I'll be surprised. Uh, but anyways, long story short, Larry Markin is available at the right price. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. But I would not say it's impossible. I think there's a lot of smoke out there. I have heard on like four different podcasts. I hear from the writers. I hear a lot of things. A lot of these people have connections and they hear things. You know, Hoop Collective, Bill Simmons, um, Jake Fisher. All these guys, the big-time guys. Woj even said to me on threads that there are plenty of teams that want him, but the price is steep. Doesn't mean he's unsellable. Uh, John Collins is probably the most likely to be traded. So Larry Markin and John Collins. Collins Sexton can be had if someone wants him. He's playing really well, so I think that price went up. But uh, he can be had if someone really wants him and honestly there's some teams out there that might be interested because he's playing really well colin sexton's having a nice season uh what's he doing this season uh twenty-two. 20, look let's see 15.9 points so it's on the uptick 47 percent from the field 33 from three but that's you know what he's playing better recently and this is in a starting role so i don't know that's this is going to go up i'm actually surprised that's not at least 36 but uh He can be had if you want him. He's playing really well. Playing really well. Uh, Chris Dunn, I mean, if someone really wants him, although he's so cheap, I think the Jazz honestly would rather just keep Chris Dunn. There's some guys you just want to keep for culture and leadership, and he's one of those guys. Uh, Walker Kessler is not untouchable, but the Jazz aren't going to be offering him. If someone says, we'll give you just an insane... I mean, if someone... If if Houston says, we'd like Walker Kessler and here's Amon Thompson, I think the Jazz probably do it. But it would have to be something crazy like that, you know, which is not going to happen. So I would just be very... This is very, very unlikely to be traded. Jordan Clarkson, likely. Likely. Likely on the trade block. Keontae George, not. Not at all. He is part of the future. Ochai Baji same thing as walker kessler you're not offering him but if they really want him and they want to give you you know like let's say oklahoma city says here we'll take the protections off your pick we're going to give you five picks on top of that and one of them is like a top five pick in this draft you're taking it you're not worrying about ochaibaji uh and Ko- kelly olenek probably very likely to be traded uh although you know what his his contract expires next season, and you know what? He's got value. There's a lot of teams that are going to be interested in him. He provides a lot of depth for a lot of people, and so Kelly Olenek is likely on the trade block. I just Danny Ainge does not like to waste assets because he's a very good GM, and he understands that every single one of these players, you're trying to maximize what you get out of them whether it's on the floor or in the trade market and Kelly Olenek I just don't think Danny Ainge wants to go into trade deadline and just let Kelly Olenek walk free and go to the Boston Celtics for free you know no pick at all uh, I think he'd much rather go to the Celtics and say give me something and you can have him you know something than rather than nothing uh, and then Taylor Horton Tucker I, I doubt anyone wants Taylor Horton Tucker he makes like 11 million a year and it's negative money. So the Jazz will be happy because his money actually falls off next year. This The Jazz cap situation is actually pretty good. There's some things that are like, eh, a little hairy. Uh, John John Collins' contract is one of those. Jordan Clarkson's contract is actually one of those. But the cap does go up next year. And so the Jazz are actually in pretty darn good shape. I think they're one of seven teams that have cap space as we speak, actually. Especially going into the next season. They're, they are one of the seven best cap situations in the nba so the jazz have done a good job of cleaning up their cap two years ago it was not good it was a hairy situation and it was part of why they had to do what they did you know everyone talks about oh we could have should have kept rudy gobert oh we should have kept Donovan mitchell well guess what the jazz were in the double repeater tax and they were they were going to get double repeater hit and it was going to get bad fast That was another thing that was happening that kept this Jazz team from... They just had so much bad GM decisions going on from picking um, Udoka Azebuki, from uh, trading Derek Favors to the Oklahoma City Thunder that were still paying for that. And then the cap situation. It was just not good. They were signing players. You know, Rudy Gay was the best signing they did that one offseason. That's the signing. Uh, Matt, was it Foster or Matt Thomas? Yeah, Matt Thomas. Freaking joke. Uh, The cap situation was terrible. Absolutely terrible. Now the cap is clean. The Jazz can re-sign Larry Markkinen if they want. There is no wall the Jazz are against. They have every option in front of them. And I think that's what the goal is with Danny Ainge. Let's just have multiple options and pathways we can go. And you never know. Maybe Luka Doncic does become available. And the Jazz can throw an insane package at Dallas for Luka Doncic. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but guess what, guys? There is no tankathon tonight because the Jazz are at 11. They did it again. And look, the situation, I was a little bummed tonight because look at the scores. Let's see. So stupid uh, Houston beats Milwaukee. So that sucks. Uh, if you look at the situation, like the Jazz needed that loss to happen, they could have been 17 and 17. Utah would be close to getting at Houston here. As it stands, the Jazz are two and a half games back. But it's a long season. Houston's pretty good. Houston's pretty good. Um don't be surprised. There's two teams that I think you could see a surprise offer to the Jazz for someone like Mark and just like a crazy offer. One of those is Houston. I think they wouldn't be I think they'd be really happy to give a big time offer because they want to win. They want to be good now. We've seen that with their moves. The other team is Detroit. The rumor is out there that Detroit is trying to make win now moves. And if there's one thing that Danny Ainge likes to take advantage of, it's the place he likes to be and the Jazz are kind of there, is bad owner. The owner of Detroit, His his whatever his money is made in, it's made in like, it's like not savory. It's like jail... I can't remember what he does, but it's something to do with jails and like, (laughs) I'll have to look it up. But anyways, he's not great and he doesn't do a good job as the owner. And then Troy Weaver is like the most hated man in Detroit right now. He has done a bad job and there's nothing better than Danny Ainge going into a negotiation with a bad owner and a, and a GM trying to save his job and that a desperate GM Bad owner, that's the makings of a great trade. <laughs> Look at what happened with Minnesota. They were in the middle of ownership change. They go to Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez wanted to make a big-time splash. The GM had to do what the G- the owner wanted, and they make an just insane offer for Rudy Gobert from the Jazz. You go to Cleveland, not the most impressive GM. Kobe Altman has been okay. There's a relationship there. But the owner, we know, is, I mean, he wrote that, letter to LeBron in Comic Sans literally (laughs) makes an offer for Donovan Mitchell because they want to make the playoffs and prove that LeBron made a mistake and now the Jazz have an incredible treasure trove of picks and things aren't working out with Donovan Mitchell as we all know he's going to New York eventually unless New York goes and gets someone else apparently new york is trying to i mean new york got og ananobi and they're gonna have to give him a contract and jalen brunson is on the books he has one of the best contracts in the league they're gonna try to go big game hunting and if they go and they get some sort of big game out there there might not be room for donovan mitchell because i don't know if donovan mitchell fits next to jalen brunson anyway you know i don't know also look out for miami i don't know it's gonna be interesting but whatever it is the Cavs and the Timberwolves, the, the trades the Jazz made, are still going to be just elite trades for Utah. And I think they are just so excited to see what happens 2025 with those picks, baby. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, those are some those are some Jersey Mike's picks. That's what those are. Those are some Jersey Mike's subs sandwich picks. Mike's way with the mayo, with the cherry relish, whatever it is you like it's the jersey it's it's mike's way baby it's danny's way in fact that's what we should talk about it it's a danny pick danny's way something like that i don't know all right let's give a shout out to the all-stars thank you for being on the show tonight guys if you're a jazz fan and you haven't subscribed already what's going on What, what what's what what the what have you not subscribed yet are you for cereal if you haven't subscribed yet, I don't even know what to say. I'm I'm honestly offended. Not that offended. I don't care. But it would be nice. It would be nice if you would subscribe to the channel. And we can talk about Jersey Mike's subs in the future together. All right. Let's give a shout out to Baby Elliot Madsen. Dangerous Danger FC. Christian House Money to Haas. The Outlaw Jesse James Nelson. Oh my gosh. I forgot the nickname. What was it? Just, it's not just Josh, it's all the Josh you need, Josh in your pod. All the Josh you need, just Josh in your pod. Ryan Perry, the legend, is secretly the man from down, down the man from down under. Yes, Jake C can. See ya, Lexalator, Bill 4 tough. Alexander Tufts, Jorge Arizaga, amigo de Abajo. Jordan, the GOAT, best Roll. TGD, total game domination, Tyson Price, the price is right. Austin, our Grant Editor Extraordinaire, JC to Triple Double, DW to CB back in the day, Patrick Gugel, the Connoisseur, and Robert Hall of Fame. Guys, like I said, if you haven't already, like and subscribe to the channel. Go to PricePix, use promo code HoopsNerd. I will talk to you next time.